I'm texting. I'm just uh, trying to handle some Super Bowl logistics. Super Bowl logistics. What's up, everybody? Put your phone down and focus. I am focused. I know we said we wouldn't be back, but we're here. Another episode of Double Coverage. We wouldn't be back. We said. I guess we just said we were going LeBron Dark Thirty or whatever. Yeah. I guess we went Dark Two Weeks. Yeah, I mean, we had some business. Strong two weeks, though. We had some business. Welcome to Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. Myself, Jason McCourty, the host of the show. The hostess with the mostest is what the people say. With my sidekick, Devin McCourty. Uh, Appreciate you guys coming out to listen to us. As always, you know, you can find our podcast on iTunes. All you have to do is search Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. Mama, we made it! Also, you can go on YouTube if you want to be able to see us as well as listen to us. Same thing. Search Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. And as always, keep up with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at McCourty Twins. I'm going to look in again some t-shirts. Mama, we made it. That's a good idea. Mama, we made it. If you sell them, I need a percentage. And then Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. Sounds Uh, like a good idea. Small, though. Small font. Quick shout out to our partners here at Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center, and Embrace Kids Foundation. We've come together to tackle the sickle cell disease. Ah, tackle. Whenever you want to learn more, go on to TackleSickleCell.org for a ton of information about events, donations, research, and et cetera. I'm texting. I'm just uh, trying to handle some Super Bowl logistics. Super Bowl logistics. You ever had to do that? Super Bowl logistics. I'm excited about the logistics. Surprise I'm excited you about the media. You I'm excited about down. the tickets. I'm excited about the game. I'm just you excited, excited about, about media day. I'm excited about everything. That's awesome. I'm excited man. about the flight to Atlanta. What do you expect the flight to be like? Um, soul plane. Uh, I don't think you're getting soul plane. Ah. You get a Patriot plane, though. That's cool enough. You yeah. gonna be on it? You get to roll with the, on the, the plane. Are you gonna keep going? Nah, I'm done. I forgot what was it. Oh, we're happy then. One color. Give me a high five. Cut and print. Anyway, atmos- look up Marlon. Say cheese. Atmosphere at Arrowhead. What was it like? Loud. What were the decibels like? I mean, they put that joint on the screen all the time. I'm like, so you tell me. What was me it? 142.2. Two, right? Yeah. So it was. It was maxed out every time. You know what started them off right, though? That little video they showed right before the game kicked off where they had, like, um, it was uh, Colin Cower talking about the game, and he was like, this is going to be an Arctic, Arctic, Arctic blast. <laughs> I, I was sitting there, I'm like, I said, I was, said to do. Fired up. I said to do, I said, Dan, it's a pretty dope video, though. It was crazy, though, just the beginning of the game, how loud that stadium was. Yeah, I mean, even when Eric Berry came out from yeah. being hurt, and they said his name and starting lining up. And I felt like we went out to eat Saturday night at a QC39 Amazing Barbecue. Yeah, shout out QC39. We saw there was like three Pats fans scattered. I felt like the nah, it was like it was like eight, eight, eight to ten. Eight. At the hotel, yeah. it was a ton of Pats fans at the hotel. So when we got to the game, I was like, okay, we probably represent. And I mean, it was a sea of red. So many middle fingers riding up uh, through the uh, parking lots to get to where we get to on, uh, at the stadium on game day. You, did you check any of them? No, I didn't. You didn't see any of them? I like to look out the windows when we're going. Yeah, ton of. No, I'm joking. I saw all the middle fingers. Yeah. So. And then we saw a bunch of these. Oh. Y'all was looking at me crazy. I was oh. rocking when they started. Didn't they start the game with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, even as the away team, like it is a great atmosphere, great. and you get revved up and ready. It was to like it up. was like going to Baltimore uh, for a big game, and Ray Lewis came out to 
Like hot and I don't care who you are, you so hot and yeah. whenever they said his name, he was like he was on the bench like, hold on, let me let me sit. And you stand up and you have to see You can it. you can sit down. Right? You didn't feel like you had to see it? Especially because when we played him for the first time, you told me you was like, yo, you got up here. When Ray Lewis comes out, watch. You told I told me you that. that. Yeah, you told me that. Nah, I've never played Just, against Ray Lewis in Baltimore. You told me that though. Or you said you said someone told you that. Yeah, probably. Just like when you were so hyped when you said you played against the Patriots and Brady came out to the Jay Z. <sighs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. And then Brady comes running out there. We was over there warming up, like, oh, that's Tom Brady. Oh, I'm tired. Was that was that the game y'all lost 59 zip? I wasn't part of that game. Damn. So man. We saw you on the highlights. Crazy, crazy, crazy game. To go out there on the road, shut them out in the first half, 14 zip. And then obviously we said it at halftime. We never talked about a 30 minute game it was gonna take 60 Shoot, minutes. Shoot, Bill, Bill came in there and was like, "We was up more points last time." Yeah, you know. And, and we sure were enough. never gonna make a run. And um, but just I remember sitting there and on the bench as the game was getting in the fourth quarter and it was getting, they were making plays, we were making plays, and, and I, remember, I was cold. I remember saying, I remember. I remember the saying to guys like, "Yo, this is the AFC Championship. Like, this wasn't gonna be easy." We didn't think we were going to go out to Kansas City, go to Arrowhead Stadium, just walk in there and just dominating, get a dub. and then just walk back out. It, it, we were going to have to be battle-tested. We're going to have to uh, go through some adversity, weather the storm, and be able to come out on top. Man, um, game went into overtime. I know we were pissed about that on the sideline. We felt like as a defense, you want to get off the field there. 38 seconds. And win the game. One time, one time out or two times. But how, how, how excited were you? When Matthew one, Slater says heads. But for one, it was crazy to me, too. Like, even the game as a whole, like, we keep talking about, like, regular season really has no bearing mm. on, you know, like, this the playoffs. It just doesn't. Like, if you looked at the stats, the way Kansas City outscored their opponents in the first half was, like, ridiculous. They had scored, they I think it was, the- like, 14 or 15 times to open the game. They scored points. And, like, out of uh, 17 games, when you count the playoff game, and, like, they had zero points in the second half. Yeah. First half. First half. Yeah. And in the second half, they had <laughs> a lot of points. 31 points. Like, you can't predict what will happen. Like, our offensive line played awesome. Like, to give up no sacks against a Before, front that had, Houston, you know what I mean? Chris Jones. Chris, like, it, it's just crazy. But it, it goes to show if you have one game, like, you don't know. Like, everyone think, has to be prepared to I have a I think I role. said that in the beginning of the playoffs where I was like – we went over playoff myths as a team. It was mm-hmm. like experience matters. The number one defense, all these stats matter. It was like, no, it doesn't. And we were a team that struggled on the roll all year. There's no way we can go no into way. Kansas City and win a game. And then you look at everything that went into the game, the ups and downs. It was like we still came out how you just said Kansas City was a team that they always got out fast. And you would look at that game like, oh, they're down. There's no way. And then they came right back. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and it was a back and forth game. You know what I mean? So – you just can't dictate. How the one thing you're promised go. usually is an opportunity. Is, and as a fan, it's gonna be a great. Game. I mean, you could you ask for a better weekend? Championship Sunday. Two games going over. To, shout out Drake. Shout out Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout out Drake. They posted that picture of him with all four symbols. I'm just saying, every team. The every Drake t- curse lives. Every time Drake wore a shirt, that team lost. So what did he decide to do? Put all four teams that was, that on one. That was Photoshop, man. No, he put all four teams on one sweatshirt. That was Photoshop. It was real. Was and Photoshop. what happened? Overtime. That was Photoshop. He said, ain't nobody going to win in regulation. So what's it feel like going to your fifth Super Bowl reaction? It's awesome. I think the one thing um, 
you don't take for granted each time you go it feels brand new because each team's different you know like the first time i went like i was just so happy to be going and you know everyone tells you how like you you want to win this you and you're like yeah, yeah of course we want to win but you're like dang how about this how about that i, I mean i want to see how this goes and you know i think each year after that that i went especially because when we went in 11 we didn't go back in 12 and we lost in eight. and it wasn't that we didn't go back we lost in the AFC Championship in 12. Right there. And we lost in the AFC Championship again in 13. So then when we went back in 14 after getting eliminated twice the step before, it was like, man, I remember the last time we went, we lost. All I care about is winning. And it's been like that ever since now when I go. Um, and I just think this team is so unique. It's been so great um, to play with this team that now we get an opportunity to you know, be remembered, to be legendary, going playing in a, in a Super Bowl. So yeah, um, and I it's think a great opportunity with, with this team has been special. This is a team that started out uh, one and two on, uh, in the season, went to Tennessee, lost the game, uh, went to Pittsburgh, went to Miami late in the season, lost uh, those two games on a roll with a chance to win in division. And I just felt like there was a lot of adversity. You know, Jules was suspended for the first four games. Um, our uh, first round draft pick, Isaiah Wynn, gets hurt early in the season, not able to compete. Uh, Sony hurts his knee. Different things I felt like happened uh, throughout the course of our season where it was just like, you know, E-Roll goes on IR. And I just don't feel like there were times where we were doubting. I just felt like you were battle-tested. Adversity came, you overcame it early in the season. Adversity comes back. And it's Still, like, what are you yeah. going to do again? Oh, two losses in a row again? Oh, no, we bounced back. We beat Buffalo. I, I do beat. think I think people thought this, that we were done. Mm-hmm. I thought losing two games early, people were like, yeah, that's just the Patriots. They're figuring it out. But when they figure Offense out, was struggling without Jules. Tom, oh, Tom this, this will be the year where he won't be able to do it. And I thought once we lost to Miami and Pittsburgh, people was like, dang. We thought, we were right. But, you know how many times you got like hit up on social media, the end of a dynasty? Mm-hmm. What we have known for so long is now no longer true. And now you look up and Tom's got nine Super Bowl appearances. We've been won the division 10 times in a row. We've been in the AFC, blah, 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 blah. That's how I feel about it. I'm like, I wasn't here for none of that. Who cares? And it's true. And, and I think. Even if you were here, it doesn't matter. Without a doubt. Like, we went in the KC. no bearing on Yeah, we went in KC. You think KC was like, man, we can't win this mm-hmm. team. They've been the X amount of super. No, they, they. I mean, they gave us our best shot. And like, it won't be any different uh, going oh. against the Rams. They're going to be fired up. The two best teams are left. And we, we're going to L.A., the L.A. Rams, who were the L.A. Rams we're way back. We're going to Atlanta. But I'm just saying the L.A. Rams was the L.A. Rams way back when. And – they got their team back. And then if you just go to the Rams organization as a whole, they played the Patriots. What a game to lose in the suit. So, like, you know, I think that's that's always fun part for fans, the traditions the history and of histories of all of that. So, What does this mean as a family? Get to do it with your twin brother? It just means you have to get too many tickets. Oh, great, great, great. That's, that's all that means. What did Bill say is the most important word this week? He said no, but I think uh, it's also blessed and thankful. Mm, I like mm. that. You gotta take advantage. Of no, that. blessed, thank you. No, blessed, thankful, no. Blessed, thankful, no. Yeah. That's I'm when a- someone asks you for something, man. It's a blessing to be in this game, but no, nah, I can't do that for you. <laughs> Don't that sound good? Sounds awesome. Sounds man. awesome, man. The uh, the one thing I've gotten, like, um, I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy uh, for my mom, for our mom. Uh, this is something she dreamed. Yeah, my of. mom. It's my mom uh, too. She's been to five of them. This will be her fifth one that she goes to. Um, but to have both her boys there playing, I think it means a lot to her. My wife, you know, for her, she's b- gone through the struggle with me. 
Um, and it's been crazy, you know. Obviously, uh, our re- me and you's reaction after the uh, game Sunday. Yeah, shout uh, out uh, all the footage that they got yeah, of us, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Taking pictures in the locker room with the AFC Championship trophy. I don't even, you you probably know the name of it by now. Lamar Hunt. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know. I've never been close to Lamar it. Lamar so. Hunt, John. Um, and then I go on social media, a bunch of people just like, I'm so happy for you, Jason, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's saying, man, you deserve this. You work so hard. And it's like, when you really think of it, it's like, man, do any of us really deserve this? You know, I felt like looking back on everything that it took to get here, it was just like, man, like, the Lord had a plan for me. You know what I mean? Who would have <laughs> mm-hmm. thought waking up early playing in Valley College Indians Pop Warner team that fast forward a lot of years? Yeah, I guess. Don't so. date yourself. Yeah. Fast forward 21 years, um, starting to play at 10 that – We'd still be playing football and get a chance to do it on the biggest stage. So I think I think you you, you said it right. Grateful and blessed, man. That's 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 gonna be the title of uh, Super Bowl. What number is this? Fifty three. And I think people should realize that too. Like when you go to Super Bowl, as awesome as the experience and everything it is, to me it's always important. Like you got to try to have fun with everything, mm-hmm. whether it's the crazy questions at media day whether it's the ton of requests you have, like you have to enjoy all of these moments because like it's not promised. Like you said, 10 years and people say you deserve it. Deserve it or not, it just goes to show, you know, there's Hall of Famers, there's people that the people feel are the greatest guys that ever played a game and they don't win championships necessarily. And I think that's why you must enjoy it and really cherish the opportunity you have um, to play in this game. And um, I think I've been very fortunate to learn that throughout the years by going five times um, that I don't have regrets. How you special like I don't have regrets. Yeah, you all, all of them are different. You remember each one of those teams. Honestly, whether you win or lose, you yeah. remember how special those teams were. You just know when you don't win, no one else cares. You know, it's crazy. Like, today is January 23rd. Like, I'm still playing football. Like, January 23rd, I typically, like, would be approaching my whole month of already being off, like, it's insane. Like you said, it's special. And like, Which one do you like better, being off or still playing football? Ooh, I love playing football. Love it. How, I mean, does it feel like it's been week, like it's week 20? At times, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm 31 years old. There's a lot of times it feels exactly like that. Even, but, even if it's week five, sometimes it feels like No question, like but like, like I will never forget sitting on that bench in overtime. And like picking up three. Tell the people, tell tell the people how it was sitting on the bench and and just a conversation. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two things that happened on the sideline as the game was progressing. One, he was how old you say Buddy was that ran on the field. He was probably at least 55 years old. People at 50s or 60s maybe didn't see this, but a guy runs on the field, 55 uh, year old man around that age, white man runs on the field, has a sign that says "Vote Trump." I believe, but somebody told me, I think Big Trent told me he had cleats, cleats on. on. But he had cleats on. And this was a point in the game where it was like Kansas City, it was the we're second starting half. To make some plays. They were starting to get things rolling. It's like throughout the midst of a game, you just can't get too high, can't get too low. And he hits the field, and like we were kind of like down on ourselves. They had just, I think, scored a touchdown. Instantly, me and Dev stood up like, oh, make a move, make a move, cut back, run, run. And then there was a cop, and uh, he, he, he shook him up. 
cop about 10 yards away. But the away cop from shot him. his gun. I mean, not literally, but that's what we say in football. <laughs> Go make, try to make he the tackle. He went to make the tackle. He Dropped knew, him. And he knew his teammates was coming. But the impressive thing. But I'm like, yo, this dude, he is way too old to be down here running around the field. But when they catch you, they, ooh. you talk about when a coach say, I want it you was to a, gang tackle. It was a couple knees, elbows ooh. in there to make sure they got him down. So that, we was dying What is the point of that, though? You get banned from the stadium. Yeah. But the second uh, instance, I like these would be these are going to be the two vivid things I remember about the AFC Championship game of the parts of being on the sideline was we're driving the ball in overtime and there was <laughs> those was times them third and tens where you just like yo like blah and um, J C Jackson goes to me yo he goes yo Jay like if we score here like what happens like do they get the ball like what like what what's going on I said this is how I'm explaining it to you J C I said. If we score a touchdown right now, I will be at midfield sprinting around just like that 55-year-old man was sprinting around the field, and ain't nobody going to catch me. And that feeling when Rex scored that touchdown and we went sprinting on the field, like, that just can't be described. Like, that that will be my number one takeaway uh, from the game. I think leading up to the game, it crosses your mind. Anybody says it doesn't, like, not telling the truth. Yeah. Just like you start thinking Super Bowl. I'm going to be like, ah. And it's just like when it actually happens, it was just like, wow. And I think in those moments, and then I think I just settled in as I'm looking at everybody, the hugging, I'm like, yo, we going to Atlanta. And I think, like, you, that's another cool aspect about this game was that we have all of these guys that have been here. We got guys that have been here to three straight Super Bowls, guys that have played in five. But other than Tom, nobody else has won a playoff game on the road. Yeah, you did say that. So, like, you look at that locker room. For one, after we won, and, like, I, this is my fifth time. After we won, I'm like, dang, what are we doing on the field? Like, the trophy coming out? Like, how does this work? Because usually we all hang on the field. Your family comes down to the field. They wheel out the stage. Confetti's falling. And we win. And, yeah, we're all in there jumping, hugging. But I'm like, the Chiefs fans what are we doing? And then everybody was like, we got to get in the locker room. I'm like, why? I'm, you da start hearing, I'm dapping up all the Patriot fans out of Boo. there. As we walk in the locker room, there's beers flying yeah. on us. And, and we get in and you see the state, you see the little background that they got set up, the little podium. I'm like, aha. Aha. Here's what we do. You see the trophy. So to me, that was just like a, you know, that was probably one of the most special moments I've had other than the Super Bowl victories by far the best win um, that I've ever been a part of mm. to go there and, and to win, especially somebody asked me after the game, how special was this, you know, you know, knowing the last time you played here, it didn't work out. I was like, oh, yeah, you told me the last time I played was 44 or 14. Yeah, I was like, but that really has nothing to do with this. The you last know? two times I had played there. Um, he I, did say that. We talked about that. And he was like, well, maybe I'm the good luck charm because the last two times I played here, we won. Yeah. So, shout out J-Mac, man. J-Mac got to be a Patriot for like at least five or six more years if he's going to bring this luck. Five or six? Ah! Well, I guess we first got to see what you do in 11 days. Ah! Fitzgerald signs a one-year extension. L Larry talk Legend. About, talk about greatness. I mean, what is he going to do? He can't not play football. He's still so good at it. I know. He's like 25. 25? He's like 25, bro. Yo, Larry Catch Fitzgerald. Everything. Larry Fitzgerald. One of the nicest guys on the football field, but he's a con artist on the football field. I remember Fitzgerald will come up to you 
tell you, man, man, what, what you and your brother doing, man, that's a beautiful thing, man, that's awesome. And then the next play, they will throw a nine round, he will dump the ball on your head, and just like it's nothing. I, I remember telling somebody that, like, I remember I signed my contract extension in Tennessee, and we played them that night. And he was like, man, it's such a blessing, man. But I was like, man, that was Larry Fitzgerald talking to me. That's a nice guy. An awesome guy. But, man, competitive is all get out. And you know what? We played in week two that year. He told me that after the right after the coin toss. Man, that's a blessing for your family, your brother, son. I'm like, oh man, J Mac was right. I love. I he, like Fitz. He's a, he's the type of guy I love to see, like, probably, like be on the team with his work ethic. Yeah, and see what what it just looks like up close. That's what it's kind of been like for me this year, seeing Brady up close, the competitiveness, the fireness, how hard you prepare each and every day. Fitz is one of those guys, man, where just that longevity to be able to do it year in and year out. And a lot of times in Arizona when things for them, you know what I mean, weren't the type of seasons you want or the situations. And he's always been a guy in that locker room that you probably feel like people look up to. And he's been successful each and every year. So it's got to be cool they throw him the ball. I mean, they're like, he, he not really dropping. He not dropping. He don't drop that ball. So, man, shout out to Fitz, one-year extension. Might be more. Who knows? He may go. He may follow in Tom's footsteps. Father Time just seems to keep dodging him. Man, he should have hit the market, though. I could have shot him a text. One Fitz is better than none? Yeah. I was like, man, you want to be the new J-Mac? You can be my twin. <laughs> you just got to go bald. Because so, I can't obviously get dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I can't, yeah, you get can't get dressed. Well, so, I don't know. I could see whoever Brian Urlacher saw. And Deion Sanders. Yeah. They, yeah, they, that I might mean, look good on me. I might not, but yeah, they man. got a full head of hair, though. Like, not even, like, shading, like, full head of hair. Maybe that's what I'll do. Urlacher, they said, got billboards everywhere, too. Yo, that might be your, that might be your next marketer. What? I'm going to get dreads this offseason. So do you think we need to incorporate? CFL has it. Instant replays for things like passing the fan. No, no. Absolutely not. No. Passing for I mean, you go in slow motion, before, everything's before like passing even discuss it. My issue with this being a topic right now is that we are basing this on one of the, the most, most obvious yes. pass interference calls that you've seen. Like, so I'm just like, do we is it because of this play? Like, this is a play that routinely like 10 out of 10 times gets, gets called. called. Like, for whatever reason, it wasn't human error. We all make mistakes. But those aren't the type of plays where you'd be like, yeah, we, we need to see that one on replay. Like, how you know how long the games would take? Pass yeah. interference? Because one, like, if you're running downfield and the ball's coming in and I hit your hand right now, and then the ball, like, if I hit your thumb, it's going to be like, whoa. I mean, everything, it did touch like, him. Slow-mo, everything looks yeah, like passing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like you got to give – you gotta allow the game some form of just humans being able to dictate it. Like those bang bang plays, like yeah, and I'm saying like before we go to instant replay everything, how about we make the officials full time employees of the NFL? Give them a union, like let's do more to help these guys. You know what I mean? Have like a full time job. So you have players who work all year, like make like have officials like that, like make that job a better job for these guys. And, ha and you know what I mean? Make it easier for them to go ref instead of having to have jobs in the offseason and do different Retiring things. Into you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that would help, you know, that. Because I know every fan, um, I don't care who you root for, you, you hate to see a game. And I'm not saying that decided the game. Yeah, but see. But you hate to see any game have something like that 
when we're talking about it was a minute and 50 seconds left in both those teams' seasons. And that's what I mean. That was a debate that I was having with someone. It was just like, well, I mean, there were other opportunities to win the game. It didn't come down. And that's, sure. that's always going to be 100% right. There's, there's plays in the first quarter that happened. That, but it's just to me, though, you get to this point in the season, uh, championship weekend, and it's just like you're going against another good team. So, yes, we could have executed better and still won the game, but it's just like we executed this play good enough yeah, to be yeah, able to exactly, make the playoff. Exactly. So let's get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't win or lose us the game, but this game, this play could have helped this us play, win this game. That play mattered. Without a doubt. I mean, you just go by all coaches saying the playoffs, every play matters. Every play. Because these games are decided by a field goal, decided by a yard. A lot like, of times they come know. down to the last drive, last play. You know how many times you see, like, a kicker not get inside their true field goal range and they go wide left, wide right, or just short – like, and it could be four yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if on the play before you got two extra yards, three extra yards to get the ball, like, that stuff matters. So, like you said, you just hate to see a play like that where everyone knows it's pass interference and it doesn't get called. It's yeah. Just, I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It happens. It, ha- it definitely happens. Football, I mean, I don't think you want to review everything because even though we'll complain about the calls, and you still want some element of human error and there's plenty of human error in the actual playing. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I think you do want some of that. You don't want robots out there being officials. No, that's true. It happens. It happens. I mean, it's just – I know it's kind of crazy for the Saints to have your season in too. last year on a crazy kind of freak play yeah. from Williams, who, I mean, had a really good year like that year. And then this year to have a pass interference yeah. – you know, both times you talk about one play. You seen the people in New Orleans? They had a play. Oh, they was jamming. Then that field goal went through the uprights for overtime. It was like, then the game ended. It was like, man, that thing went from a, a wedding celebration to a funeral. In a Lo- but remember, you said that we talked about that losing in the playoffs is that kind of I can, uh, high yeah. to low is like ridiculous. Once you get in, at no point do you think your season is gonna end before the first Sunday in February. It's the, it's the biggest gap. Like, we're like, going. It crushes you. Yeah. It absolutely crushes you. Well, yeah, I found that out this year, just the, the anxieties and everything that go along with it. And it's just the truth. When you play in those games, one team is going to be awesome and one team is going to be really, really bad. Yeah. Really bad. What else you got, yo? You talk about – that's your topic next. What? I didn't write that topic. You wrote that topic. No, that must be old. Oh. My topic was the government shut down. Yeah, that's weak. What we got going on? You know what? What we got going on? The crazy thing with it is that I feel like everything still moves the same pace on a daily basis. And, like, you don't even realize that one of our best friends we went to college with is a government employee, works for the ATF, feds. And it's just like talking to him it was just like yeah man like i'm not even getting paid right now i still got to go to work and i was just like dang like and i think i took that for granted it was just like yeah yo they say the government shut down like somebody said lines at the airport are longer like different things like but it was just like i didn't even take into account that one of my good friends like he go to work every day and he's not even being paid like it's insane and i think when you look at it on a personal level like this is just wild like we got people that do so much for our country that are just going to work every day. And it's like, well, hopefully they got enough saved up or they have good credit. And it was so ridiculous because everybody, I saw someone say like, we, we shut the government down because we want a wall built for security. 
But with the government shut down, aren't we weakening our security? If TSA agents are getting paid and they're checking planes and other people are responsible, like, do we really want people to, like, not feel like they need to work their best? Isn't, like, counterproductive? No? Seems like it to me. I mean, if... If, if, I mean, we're no, we're no like government officials. Just like, we don't, we don't understand that. Yeah, we just, we just, we just run and catch and tackle. Yeah, I mean, if they tell you like, hey, we need you to play this season this year, like you've had a solid nine years for us, but we need you to play uh, this upcoming season and not get paid. You yeah. with it? Yeah, I mean, think about it. they said that to the whole NFL. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, we want to test something out. We think with the NFL, we should be doing X, Y, and Z. So. In order to test it out, we're gonna take your salaries. <laughs> you know, we'll 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 give it all back to you in back pay at some point when we figure it out. But we just want you to go play, yeah, play for free. Crazy. Or think about anything you do for a living. Crazy. Hey, we want you to just go do that for free. How do you right now, this point in the season, got a Super Bowl coming up? Like, are there any things you try to do to like, hey, let me just get away from football for an hour, an hour and a half, two. Like, is there anything you do to just, like, let, let me get my mind off of it? Uh, just be a dad. Them kids crush me. Oof. They was crushing me today. They want to play under. How old are the kids now? Um, uh, my daughter. My daughter, they still be doing. My wife still does the months. I say she's almost two, but she's. She's 20 or She's 22 months. months. 22 months. Whoa. Jesus. Son, nine months, eight months? No, is she? No. Yeah, she's 22 months. Okay. So, But to me, she's almost two. Yeah, should be two of March. She's almost two. Son? He's uh, eight months. He'll be nine months, a couple days. Crushing you. Crushing me. Playing under the table. She keeps hitting her head. I'm scared he's going to fall back and hit it. You know what I mean? And You know, we we gearing up for the Super Bowl, and uh, our our chaplain, Jack, he told us we need to make sure our wives are good. We we can't just be like, man, I'm in the Super Bowl. You need to handle everything. And that hit me as a reminder because I'm sitting there, and they playing under the table. I'm like, well, my wife get these two jokers. She see I'm over here with the iPad trying to watch film. And I was like, man, let me get there. Yeah, uh, talking to kids, uh, wife decided to go to the game in Kansas City, wanted, Ooh, to, wanted to support J-Mac. husband. I'm going to sit out in the cold and J-Mac watch J-Mac was sick. Awesome experience. So wife's flight gets canceled. Ooh. Technical difficulties with the Ooh. plane, doesn't make it back. Ooh. I get back to Foxborough, get home at 6 a.m. 6 a.m.? Babysitter goes home. First kid wakes up when I walk in the room. Season goes daddy. Have to put Caden in the bed with me, fall asleep, five minutes into the sleep. Six-year-old daughter wakes up. She gets in the bed as well. Probably fall asleep around 6.45, 9 a.m. rolls around. Sun coming through the windows. All three kids up. What's for breakfast, Dad? You don't have blackout? Uh, nah, I don't. Curtains? I'm just renting. Whatever was there is there. It's a big mistake, buddy. Big mistake, buddy. So I feel like what I'm going to do is like I need like TV shows. I can get away. Throw a TV show on. Get away. Place. Right now. I need to get away. Top shows. Everybody's telling me about this new show called You. And I want you guys to know Jay still has not watched Bird Box either. No, I haven't. He's the worst with watching stuff. I haven't done with the masses. He's the worst at watching stuff. Right now, I'm in the middle of The Punisher. I finished Narcos. Shout out to Punisher, though. That is elite. I finished Netflix, don't take all Marvel off. I heard something about a Disney app coming out. Man, nobody want to pay for a whole Disney app when we can get on Netflix. Come on, Disney worked that out. Taking, they mad because Netflix making good money. Okay, I'm in the middle of Punisher. I finished Narcos Mexico. I've um, been finished Narcos Mexico. Okay, I'm in the middle of El Chapo. I watched Narcos Mexico and that pushed me to El Chapo. Yeah, that's what happens. Like I'm not like we're not into we don't sell drugs or anything, but 
you watch Narcos and you like, dang, they it's keep crazy saying, to see like they keep saying Chapo. So I'm like, is this Chapo the guy that they was like saying he broke out of prison and all of that? And I mean, oh, you didn't finish this. So I won't. Yeah, let's not. You know, but we're not like we're not drug lords or anything. But you get into it. We're you know? busy with football. This is us. Million little things. Two uh, two shows that uh, like. Kyle Van talks about how much he hates that his wife makes him watch it. Yeah, a million little things in This Is Us. Yeah, Nate Ebner crushes This Is Us, says he doesn't like it. Two awesome shows, though. Awesome, awesome shows. Show I started watching that my wife, like, she's like a binge watcher. She'll watch a show, and then next thing you know, we'll have finished 10 seasons of a show in a matter of two weeks somehow. But, like, the show The Office. Like, I never watched The Office. I used to see commercials with Steve Carell. I'm like, this joint looks corny. Turn The Office on, elite. I be dying laughing. This is all he talks about now. Is the the show is great, bro. I don't have time for that. Michael office. Scott is the office and we, manager. And Dwight, you forgot to Jim, add. Pam. You forgot to add on the. We haven't started yet, but we want to get into is True Detective season three. True Detective. We saving that to three. to rip through. And then you know when when Game of Thrones comes back on. That's Did you talk about you? I just said it's the new show that everybody in the locker room is talking about. Netflix. So far, I'm on year. like season. I mean, episode like four. I'm. And it's okay. But you're the worst one to ask. Like, it's you're okay. the guy in our locker room where everybody thinks something is cool it's until okay. somebody finally sends you the video where everybody in the locker room is laughing The show at. is okay. And you, you talk about my it. history. Let's and just you're talk just about the like, show. Oh, this is just, oh, y'all are corny. How y'all watch this? This the is show's lame. okay. You can interview people in the locker room and they'd agree with me. That's why I've been but that's the same thing. That's the same thing. Like on Instagram now, all the college teams in the layup lines, one guy is dunking and everyone around him is jumping. And then in slow motion, they all hit together. Like, that's not cool. Like, one kid's a very good athlete. He's doing a crazy dunk. And the rest of the guys just jump by him. Like, they could put us in there and jump. Like, And they sent that in one of our group chats and was like, yo, how dope is this? I think it was Duran. And I was like, I mean, I don't think, like, what? He's dunking and they put a slow-mo. Like, that's not impressive. That's so not impressive. They interview the locker room, they're going to say you're a hater. I mean, it's just not impressive. Speaking of interviews, Adrian Broner's interview after losing the fight to uh, Pac-Man? I mean, before the fight. But he asked him a question. I can't think of my man's name that calls a bunch of the fights ringside. Um, he uh, he says to him, uh, ask him a question. And he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't really you. like you. I can't use all the, the language he used uh, for the podcast purposes. He's, I don't like you. So I ain't answering none of your questions. And he went on a little tangent. So then it goes back to Buddy, and Buddy's like, well, let me ask your trainer something. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. He ain't going to talk to you either. He's like, you don't know he's not going to talk to me. And then he said, gang, gang. Buddy picked up his phone like he wasn't even there. Gang, gang. He said, if I don't don't like you to talk to you, they don't like you to talk to you. In 2019, that's the type of loyalty you need for your friends. That's what I'm looking for, gang, gang. So if, like, I don't bang with you, J-Mac better not listen to you either. He better not talk to you because if he do – he done with me. 2019. But then he went on to – we. I didn't see the fight. Um, uh, we were sleeping. I was getting some sleep. Yeah, hope so. Um, Had a game. I didn't see the fight, but I heard, it, like, it was typical. Pac, I mean, Pac-Man won again. Um, and then after the fight um, – was that Bob Costas? Who was that in the ring? Mm-mm, it wasn't Bob Costas. I don't know his name. I can't think of his name. So, I got to Google it. So, Adrian Brown, you're now, you're now three and four in your last seven fights. I'll be seven and zero if I go against you. Then he killed him. Well, that doesn't mean much, and that's gonna wrap up tonight's interview. <laughs> I was just like, "Yo, he can't get a win." 
We should we should have gave him all. Oh, the guy I was talking about before was Al Bernstein. Mm, don't know. Uh, he, I mean, he's always on the side talking yep. about the fights and stuff. Cool, perfect. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, uh, more Moro Ronaldo, he does the fights ringside. Great uh, documentary on Showtime. Awesome documentary. He he, uh, he deals with depression and different mental illness uh, that you wouldn't know from watching him, but very good, very good. Just sign up. He has bipolar. That's what it is. Bipolar. Yeah. I saw. Uh, Keep talking. I'm never, still googling. Never got this. a chance to see it. But I mean, I'm moving on. Like I'm not. I know. I'm gonna come back to it. I'm gonna come back to it. That's why I said, keep moving on. Care once we move on. Everyone will care. All you had to do was Google Adrian Broner. See, that's I'm an IT. Oh yeah, Adrian Broner interview. Post fight interview, and it would have popped right up. Anywho, Devin Booker attempts to fight. uh, How you say his name? Gorgie. Gordy Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgy Dang. Something like that. I don't understand NBA players though. Like I felt like in that situation. They got into it, and he was like, yo, meet me in the back. And then he sprints to leave, and obviously they're holding him back. Like, like our stadium, if you wanted to fight somebody and y'all get ejected, why not just walk into the tunnel? And then once you get into the tunnel, now all you got to do is sprint and get to where you're going to get. But if you sprint off the floor, it's just like, let me make sure all the thousands of fans in here see that, like, I'm being tough. And then, like, all right, they'll hold me back, and it won't actually be nothing. You know what I mean? I mean – it was a little – oh, it was Jim Gray. Jim Gray, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry. Um, it's Tommy's boy. <laughs> see, I, I blew that. My bad, TB. Yeah, my bad, TB. It happens, though. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's sports, though. I mean, we – I don't know. Like, that was weird. Like, Devin Booker looked like he wanted to slap him, but he didn't want to, like, get ejected. But he ended up getting ejected. Dang didn't really understand why he got ejected. He ain't throwing no fights. They holding Devin Booker back. They holding Dang back. And then Dang, Dang was funny, though, after the, after the game. They said, look like you guys are trying to get back to each other. And he was like, I was just trying to swap jerseys with him. <laughs> That's the only thing I was doing. I wanted to swap jerseys with him. I wanted his jersey. So I liked that. It was a little humor, sense of humor right there. But, I mean, it wasn't going to fight in the back. Definitely What are we going to do? Definitely like, not. Fight it. I mean, we can't work. Professional athletes, bad timing. Reform Alliance. Yeah, man, big shout Being out. Formed. A big shout out. Meek uh, Mill. Mike Rubin, RKK, aka Thundercat, the boss, Jay Z, and I don't want to mess her name up, but uh, Clara Wu Tazai. Clara, I would say Clara Wu Sai. I don't think you pronounce the T. Oh, you're probably right. So maybe yeah, Sai. Um, she's um, she's with the Brooklyn Nets. So I mean, we added we added Jay Z and Meek Mill in for the culture. Uh, everybody else deals with sports, but they have set up uh, the Reform Alliance, um, and it, it's pretty cool. Like it's to deal with the criminal justice issues um, in the United States. Um, actually, like digging into people being in jail, the different policies, all of those different things um, that they decided that hey, this is what we want to do. So um, I encourage people to go look this up, Van Joseph, Van Jones, uh, not Joseph, is going to really be um, the kind of voice and, and I guess you say, face on it, um, leading the charge behind, you know, the organization, all the different people um, that have decided uh, to get involved. So, um, you know, it's pretty special. You know, I think with all the things that we've done um, as a team and for me as a player and 
being able to have a good relationship with Mr. Kraft and talk to him about those things. Um, I still remember when he came to me and he was like, yeah, we're working on something. Um, you know, you'll see when it comes out. You know, I don't want to tell you too much and, you know, things. But he's like, we're working on something that I think was going to be really good. I mean, he mentioned some of the names involved, and I was like, oh, it's going to be sounds, awesome. Sounds good. Like, it's going to be. So uh, very encouraging. You Excited know. to see what comes of it. Yeah, you know, I think they're obviously trying to make great changes and do some great charitable things for different people that don't have a voice. So um, you guys already know, if you listen to any of the podcasts or my interviews, I'm fully for this. So. Do you have any player coalition? Will there be any things going on down at the Super Bowl? Oh, you know this man? Okay. Let me uh let me give you the right times and stuff. I don't wanna I don't wanna shower you with some information and yeah, not I mean, have it. I kinda put you on the spot, but yeah, I Yeah, you definitely like, put me on the spot. But that's my fault. I should be prepared for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I just felt like that was that was like that's part of my job here at double coverage with the McCoy. Like I'm the segue guy. Can you pass my phone so I can give you give I'm, the people I'm, great I'm, information? I'm the segue guy. Like I get it from topic to topic with like smooth transition. So like you, if you're just listening, you're like, man, he got to that next Hey, topic. you ever notice how, like, cool you look when you sit like this? But, like, I had to ask you to pass my phone because I really couldn't do anything. Like, yeah, it hurts. I mean, I, I, you're 31. You're attempting to still play football. So, that's that's. Dang, he said attempting. That's kind of harsh. That's that's, that's kind of uh, that kind of what happened, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, like, this is me, like, trying to give you time to Well, find I thought it. you were going to move on to, I mean, it still coincides with the next thing that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to move on to like. Okay, all right, I got you. So Wednesday, January 30th, Players Coalition press conference. We're going to be announcing the grant recipients and uh, a planning meeting. Uh, it's going to be at Radio Road from 3:15 to 5:15. Um, I was scheduled to go there, but we made opposite plans and decided to go to the Super Bowl. Mm. So um, we'll see how that works. Going out. Going to the soup. But one cool thing. Um, this will be for players. Uh, if any players watch. Um, but just to show like some of the things that, that we, we do, we're going to go court watch. So you'll go um, right in Atlanta to one of the court hearings, the Atlanta courthouse. Um, you'll get to hear how they go, like what happens when you go. Because I think a lot of people don't know what happens when people go. Do they get bail? How high is their bail? So, um, you know, they'll do that down there, too. So that'll be that'll be very interesting. Um, when they do is that. Is there somewhere somebody can go for um, information on what's going on, like website, like Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, I mean, Players Coalition on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, has all that information. That so every, wanna... every social outlet will get you what you need. Yeah, that. I mean, some of that stuff, though, like I said, the court watches for the players. Yeah, um, but just there. The press conference is really media and stuff, so. Who, um, who, 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 I lost, don't know. who lost the weekend? want to go to that. Who lost the weekend? Who you got? Who lost the weekend? Because I would have, I, I think you chose this. I would have went with Adrian Broner. He lost the weekend. You think he lost the weekend more than the, the NFL and Man, the refs? He, he said, I don't do this to win anyway. I do this for my hood. The memes on social media was like, he ain't from my hood. You think the memes on social media were better than. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but. You think they were better than the memes of like my man Tommy Lewis getting drop kicked or the refs with the bird box? What's the name? You like? And, uh, and my bad. You could go. Uh, yeah, no, 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 go ahead. Um, my, my whole train of thought is all off. I mean, I guess you got a good point. They, they blew that. They blew that. And it's a simple fix. Like let's just fix it. Like they blew that. You can't have who? You can't have my bad. Last. You can't have two great games and have like 
the highlight of every conversation after those two games was the pass interference. Yeah, did you see? Um, I can't remember who he is, but he's, I believe he's from New Orleans, owns a bunch of dealerships around New Orleans. He bought up billboards all throughout the Atlanta area that what? are dedicated to the refs that blew the Saints game. Like I'll, some one lawyer went to sue, right? I don't know exactly what they said. My wife was telling me about it, but spent mad money to get these billboards up and around Atlanta. So I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see if I can run into one of these billboards while we're out there. But uh, to do what? I want to see it. Who who won the weekend? Who did I say won? Or you? Or I mean, because you try to act like you don't like mine. J Matt, our first ever two time winner of winning the weekend. How does that feel? You won a weekend because you went. You didn't win a weekend because you keep, everybody keeps talking about the 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't care about that. Tell them about you my won, glow up. You won the weekend because you went from 0-16. Tell them about my glow up. So I should, add, I should also add Oos, Danny Shelton to there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you went from 0-16, you didn't win a game. Well, actually, let's go even further back. You went 4-0 in the preseason. 4-0, undefeated. 0-16 in the regular season. And now you are... 13 and 5, and you're going to play in the Super Bowl. Yo, when y'all mention that, <laughs> Owen, when you mention that 0 16 season, this goes for anybody that's talking about history. Make sure y'all remember and mention that we was 4 0 in that preseason. We was undefeated. We was riding high before we lost the next 16 that counted. A lot of people going to forget that. I mean, they probably. We was 4 0 in the preseason. They probably should forget that. No? More than an athlete. Brought you, to you by Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide is on your side. Why we gotta make this a competition? Like either I got it or you got it. Yeah, I got it. Either way, NFL Players Association is proud to announce the five finalists of the 2018 Allen Page Community Award, which I'm kind of upset about because me and you didn't make the five finalists. Geno Atkins of the Cincinnati Bengals, Kelvin Beecham of the New York Jets, Von Miller of the Broncos, Cam Newton of the Panthers, and Andrew Whitworth of the Los Angeles Rams. But the McCourty twins don't freaking make it. Hey, man, don't break your... I um, need to know who selected the finalists. Don't break your laptop, man. You're what right. It's doing? about community. It's not about individuals. Yeah, what are we doing? Angry, yeah. Big angry buddy. Oh, and my bad. Uh, the Players Coalition, too, to get more information. Players Coalition, players-coalition.org. Um, give you way more information than yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You're a day late and a dollar short. I mean, nobody's gonna stop watching. That was earlier in the podcast. Hopefully, somebody marks down what time you said that they can maybe edit it and put it back where I originally asked you. Anyway, show wrap up reminder: you can find the audio version on iTunes as well as the video version on YouTube. All you have to do is just search double coverage with the McCordy twins and when you do so make sure you click the button that says subscribe 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 I would say see you guys in Atlanta but I don't know like we don't this is in my basement guys so yeah you will see Kevin Atlanta but I don't know if you'll see us maybe we'll go maybe we'll go Instagram live and give you like a 15 minute podcast on Instagram live probably not but let's just pack up the microphones and the couches we don't have that kind of budget. Just grab the, wool, the uh, wallpaper. We'll hang it up in the room. We don't have that kind of budget. Bro. We don't. And I don't think Bill would be. He wouldn't approve of that. Us uh, doing a podcast during Super Bowl week. Yeah. I don't, I don't Thank think. you to our partners, Boston Medical Center and the Embrace Kids Foundation. 
J-Mac, D-Mac, signing Hopefully out. the next time we yo. see you, we'll get J-Mac another hat. Yo, yo, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Josh McDaniels told me after we won the AFC East that there's another hat and T-shirt out there to obtain. Did I tell you, and then I told you after we won this that there was another hat and T-shirt out there. I'm, I'm out here to... to He's out here searching for t-shirts. I'm t-shirt. out here to snag every hat and t-shirt I possibly can. Let's go get it. Oh, see, you can tell the way I wear my hat. I'm from New York. See you guys later. Appreciate you listening.